106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Knocking on my back door as the BMW Championship at Olympia Fields. It's just about an hour away, but sadly, I can't go. Thanks, COVID. But PJ Tour travels to the Chicagoland area for the second leg of the FedEx Championship. Good news! We will see every golfer that we really want to shoot. 18 holes and 36 holes. And, and, there is no cut line. Woo! Woo. That's four rounds. Sad news, this isn't a major championship, but that is right around the corner. But the FedEx, that's the next best thing, right? Right? The golfers care about this, right? They should. No, they don't. They don't. But before we break down the BMW, hello, Canada. Hello Australia, hello USA, hello UK, hello Ireland, Spain, Germany, Australia, New Zealand. I already said Australia, but we'll say it again. Uh, do we say New Zealand? We said New Zealand. What else have we said? Oh, South Africa. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wow, we got a lot of listeners last weekend in uh, in Indiana. That was weird. Like was an weird. obnoxious amount. <laughs> So, Indiana, uh, fuck you, alright? Yeah. Anyways. Slow down. Slow down, Indiana. How you guys doing? Zach, we're embarking on the sad realization that this year's PGA season is quickly coming to a close, but I still want to stress, do want to stress, that the cut line will continue its production for the Vol Swing. Yeah. We're just having too much fun bringing you the best analysis week in and week And then they're going to eat me. Oh my god! I'm uh, I'm excited about the fall swing because you're gonna throw some majors in there, right? I'm excited because these next two weeks I'm not excited about. <sighs> from a DFS from a DFS, DFS perspective. Last year at East Lake was fun though. Yeah. It's fun to watch, too. Anyways, quick word from our sponsor. Uh-oh. That TV show we want to watch goes on in five minutes. America, stop rushing your life away just to catch a TV show. Get a Sony Betamax video recorder and automatically videotape that show while you're doing something else. And watch it anytime you want. Sony Betamax. It could change your whole way of life. That's right. Are you looking for premium video and audio quality? 
Nothing better than a Sony Betamax. Man. Welcome to the Cutline. I'm Michael Cavalunas at Lunas on Twitter. Normally when a PGA Tour event comes to my town, I am at every practice round, shooting for a few drinks, and loving my Saturday and Sunday. So this is a foreign feeling, to say the least, where I am going to be watching a PGA event from my home when it is taking place near my home. Awkward. But this show, it cannot be done without the 6K maestro Martin Pillar's ever so casual fan. His favorite food is the new fondue Whopper. Is that still around? I think it might be. It should be if it's not. Mr. Investo invested in Hormel Chili, still rocking this thing called DFS. My time, Manafort. At EaglesFan83 on Twitter. Zero Iron Zach, Mulligan Manafort. Zach Manafort, what's up, buddy? What's up with you, man? I have been uh, been licking my wounds this week. Yeah, yeah, you did. Just a little bit. Yeah, you, uh, yeah. Based on that show, you had a had a rough time. It's okay. We all miss sometimes. We all go through it. We'll go through it. I, I mean, I lost on the weekend, but I still, you know, got some back just based on Scheffler and pieces of this, pieces of that. But um, yeah, that that leads us right to the good, bad. And the ugly, and I'm going to go with the good. I'm going to start it right now with breaking your balls. And I know that he didn't finish top 20, 30, 10, 30, 5, 40, whatever. 50, 50, but we spent 50. a lot of time arguing about Tony Finau versus Tiger Woods. And I will say this, getting four rounds of Tiger Woods, no matter what place he finished, was bit, way better than that piece of garbage Tony Finau last weekend, who I told you not to play. Over Tiger I mean, he Woods. only was five strokes down, and he didn't play two rounds. It doesn't matter. <laughs> All that DraftKings scoring that he acquired. Yeah, he, mm, you're paying $9,000 for a T58 Tiger Woods. He's my good, too. Tiger Woods and Patrick Reed crapping the bed. Scotty Scheffler is my other good. Oh, I'll give you that. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Loved it. Loved it. Um there are a lot of people who crap the bed, and let's go straight yeah. to the bad here. Uh, Rory. Yep. I mean, I saw glimpses of old Rory though last weekend, which is which is promising. But man, since coming back from COVID, no fans like just off. But I'll say this, man, those irons were on point. Five point one strokes gained last weekend. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I just can't putt. Ugh. And then, of course, my ugly is Bryson DeChambeau. I join you on that one. He is also my ugly. It was not pretty. I'm going to say this. You know, I saw a lot of heat on Twitter for, like, the PGA Tour letting someone score, like, 30 under and win a golf tournament. <laughs> and and I get that. Like, you don't want to see that necessarily, especially with the FedEx. Why? Why? But that's my point. And, and if the course was so hard, why did someone like Bryson miss the cut? Why did someone like Fina miss the cut? Like, these are elite yeah. golfers that shouldn't be missing cuts if that course is that easy. I agree. So, screw you, Twitter. Right? All right. Get better. Build better lineups. Be better people. <laughs> be better people. Now, the cut line is here to bring you in-depth DraftKings analysis of the BMW Championship at Olympia Fields Country Club. 
And we're gonna do the best we can. Menacing and terrifying. The shark has been menacing and terrifying for over a decade. Sharks can only be found in two places on Earth, the northern and southern hemispheres. This shark is called a hammerhead because his head looks like a hammer. These sharks are attacking Nicole Ritchie. Yes, the shark is a... What the fuck? Look, man, look at that thing's teeth. They give you the best opportunity to catch on Sunday. We'll be sure to bring in timely wax green sides and traps and a putt that might drop in through the back door. Oh, gross. <laughs> now, now, the goal, now the goal of the cut line is to make sure that not only is your tournament lineup in the green, but so is your bankroll. Cut line is here to give you the best plays week in and week out. And with only 70 players in the field this week, you better make sure that you get six of six through the cut line. It's gambling time. Let's do it. Alright, so this takes us to our new gambling segment where Zach and I go over our favorite picks for the weekend. And we still haven't named it. I don't know what to name this segment. I, like, I want to name it like Nick Papa Giorgio, but... I feel like... Well, you know... I feel like someone clever, more clever than us probably has a great name for this segment. We should, uh... They probably do. Look, we'll we'll do a giveaway, I think, this week. We haven't done one in, in, since we came back. Yeah, it's hard to give away something when everything sucks. But, I... <laughs> I agree. We should. <laughs> we'll, ah! Like, we'll try to figure it out where we can, like... If you can name our new gambling segment, we'll send you free cut line shit i think that works i like that i think that works we'll do that okay kick it off who do you got give us uh Uh, give us your give us you know your your low odd guys my low odd guys my favorites you would it'd be colin morikawa i don't care what you say that he won an amateur 2000 whatever it was 515 who knows when it was i don't know i can't remember but it doesn't matter he's third on tour in strokes game two to green He's complained under pressure. He's played and done well here in the in the past. I, at twenty two to one, I'm, I'm all about Mark Howard. Okay, okay. At sixteen to one, I'm all about Xander Shoffley. I think a lot of people are on this number. It, it's gonna go lower and lower, so you better get it while you can. If you can find it somewhere like twenty to one, eighteen to one, bye 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 bye. Um, I would also go the each way on X. I think he really fits this course. You're talking about a tight fairways. You got to be long. You got to be accurate. Got to be able to putt. And Xander kind of fits the mold for everything here. Let's just hope it comes to fruition. You got you know you got four days. Anything can happen. But I like X. Oh yeah, I, I can't blame you on that one. Next guy I like is Tony Finau at 33 to one. Um, Finau who. Last week missed after the, all the shit. After, after all the shit. Yes, after all of it. At last week missed the cut based on the short game and the putter. 
and around the green game i'm gonna look for a bounce back spot i think this is a man who wants to make it to east lake and show that what he what is what he's worth as a golfer um and i'm gonna go with fina again right. 33 to 1 fair enough my next guy's another guy who missed the cut last week but i think isn't a good bounce back spot and with decent odds at 30 to 1 is patrick cantlay uh before he was kind of trending downward but you know, he's done that in the past, and out of the last three BMW championships, he's finished second and ninth and 55th. So I think he's due for a bounce back. You're going to 30 to 1, you're not really paying too much for him, or a guy who can just outperform. And this course isn't as easy as you think it should be. So it should be interesting. I think this course is going to play real easy this weekend. I think it'll be easier than it was in the past, but I think it'll surprise some people. Well, yeah. You're... I don't think we'll see this the, the scores we've seen in the past. You mean we won't see 30 under? I hope not. I hope not. I hope not. If we do and one guy does it, then I'm fine with it. But if it's the whole field, then I'm kind of disappointed. Well, only one guy was 30 under last weekend. And I was fine with it. <laughs> um, all right. So, other guy I want to mention is Scotty Scheffler, 33 to 1. Similar to Finau, similar odds to Finau. So, I, I, he is most definitely someone that I have interest in. Guy's been playing very well. I've ridden Scheffler since the since the COVID break, you know, with plenty mm -hmm. of ups and downs, swings, gutters, strokes and gutters, whatever, strikes and gutters, but two straight fourth place finishes, fourth at the PGA, fourth at the Northern Trust. This is a man who's on a mission right now. He, he could potentially bust through, so another each-way pick. Um, I know it's human nature to say, well, someone can't be that successful again and again, but Scotty Scheffler's just playing such good golf right now. I'm going to take those odds at 33-1. to 1. I like that. Um, anyone else in the favorites area? You want to go for some long shots? Uh, no, I, that's all my favorites. I, I got some some middle and some long, long, long range shots. But Lewis, anyone else you got in the top? Uh, I was thinking kids, but uh, eh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see if I can find a better number than forty to one. If I can't, I I think I'll pass. But we'll you know, eh, we'll see. Uh, I think I will take a shot at Kokrak, 14-1, top five. That's a good idea. I, that's, I like that. Not to win, He's but to top five. Put together. 14-1, I, th I think, is a good number for that. Yeah. I mean, he looked like he turned it around last week. He was my monster, by the way, who, who made, the, made the criteria, by the way. Just out there. <laughs> uh, long shot for me is Kevin Na. Nah, son. 150 to 1. You never know what you're going to get with the back and everything like that. But you talk about a guy who can come in in this tournament and win. Kevin Nod, 150 to 1, is most definitely my top betting option in that range. Fair enough. Anybody else? Uh, I was going to say that uh, Cam Smith, 150 to 1. Kind of the same boat. Oh, yeah, I like that. I like that. So I've got three. Um, I like Russell Henley at 80 to 1. I think it's relatively low considering he's coming off two back to back top tens at the Wyndham and Northern Trust. And it's not just in one area. His entire game looked like it was put together. So I like that here to really kind of finish that off. And we know he can play well in some of these, these courses and he can surprise. So, you know, 80 to 1, I'll take that shot. Uh, my second one is a guy I've been riding pretty much all season, Corey Connors. Uh, I think at 125 to 1, it's it's relatively underpriced for me. He grades out tenth overall in the field for me. Uh, again, another guy who has you know been up and down, but if he if he's on, he can he can surprise. And then I think I will round it out with a guy I was actually surprised to see as low as he was. It's Mr. Bubba Watson at uh, was he 100 to one? 
Yeah, 101. Uh, he looked pretty good last week, 18th Northern Trust. The entire game was put together, except his playing was a little weak, but you know we always see that above, up, and down. So uh, we know he can play well here, uh, and we and he does well at majors, so why not? At 101, I'll take a couple shots. I like that. Dude, I'm looking at DraftKings Sportsbook right now. They got Fino at 45 to 1. Oh, wow. That's, yeah, you got to hammer that. Yeah. Yeah. 45 to 1 for Tony Fino. Um, they got X at 17 to 1. Yeah. And JT to 12 to 1 on, on, on DraftKings. I'll, I'll take JT. What do they have? I'll take J, JT Sorry, at they? 12 to 1. What's Watson at on DraftKings? I'm just curious. Bubba. To win? Yeah. Yeah. I gotta scroll at the bottom. No, I'm just kidding. He's a hundred to one. Okay, all right. So I'm just trying to see if they have the same. And everyone's hammering. Everyone's hammering on DraftKings. He's ninety to one. So if you can find him elsewhere. Ooh, wow. Yeah, I saw him on Bovada. He was still that low. So if you want to go to Bovada, yeah, get get Kevin Na down at like uh, hundred fifty to one. I don't. I I mean, he's twelve to one in top five, but I don't know if I want to bet twelve to one Kevin Na. Hey, if you want good odds at Kevin Na, my bookie's got him at one seventy five to one. Jeez. So there you go. Look at you with your private bookies. My bookie, it's not private. I know, I'm kidding. It's a joke. It's a joke. Jeez. I kid. I kid. It's a I joke. joke. I kid. I joke. I kid. Xander's eighteen to one there, so you can get a little bit better odds. Yeah. Phenos thirty three one. Yeah, you got thirty three one. Oh, you got a mat hammer of the forty five to one. Joel Dahman one sixty yeah. to one with it each way. He's got twenty five to one. Top ten is ten to one. Mm. I'm gonna go all three right there. Joel Dahman doing it right now. Do it. I like Dildama. I wonder if people have ever parlayed these uh, <laughs> the winners just because they're just because they're not smart. Okay, that was that was the betting segment. We're gonna do a giveaway um, in the uh, in the mentions on Twitter and the comments on Twitter. I don't know. We'll have a retweet with the new betting segment name. Watch people get nice and clever because they do with us and call it like ball sack. I'll prove it. I like it. I'm like a lot. All right. I got to do these bets live while, while we're recording. Um, do it. It's the best way to place them. Get them all early. I can't believe that uh, some of these calls. All right. So, this week, the PGA Tour. Wait. No, wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm skipping. Whoa. 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 Zach. Whoa. It's Wednesday night. Lineups lock Thursday morning, very early. What? are you going to be doing making homemade fireworks i'm doing it come on i'm serious come on i can't can't buy them here and we got a little extravaganza coming up and i have promised to put on a display i did not say what that display was and i now have realized it's been over my head so i'm going to make some homemade fireworks dude that's like a that's <sighs> a that's a finger waiting to be gone missing yeah, I have a lot of research to do after I make lineups. I'm making sure I do it the right way. <laughs> it's, well, I'm going to research for an hour and then build fireworks. Okay. It's, it's something I'm not going to do while I build. I'm not going to watch the videos while I build them. I'm probably going to watch it before. I think it's probably a safer bet. Well, good luck with that. If I don't, if you don't see Zach next week, <laughs> well, I know what. I, myself the best. I know what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be checking out fan. Share sports on fansharesports.com. You want leverage yeah, yeah. this week? The best ownership projections in the industry. How do I know this? I compile those ownership projections. Last week, our SQ of 0.91. Yeah, 
That's damn. It's pretty good. It's on point. It's pretty good. Anyways, in addition, you can research, uh, you know, historical stats, course stats, course information. It's a pretty useful tool. Sign up today in the discount coupon. Please write the word cut line and you'll receive 20% off your monthly subscription. This week, the PGA Tour travels to Olympia Fields for the BMW Championship. This is a scores course regardless of the past U.S. Open stats. How do I know this? I've played there before. Played there before. And we can expect the winner to have a score of double digits under par. There are tight trees, tight fairways, small greens, a bit of undulation, um, plenty of bunkers in the fairway. But you know what? If you're long enough, you're going to fly them and not come close. Mm. Simply said, there is no necessarily a skill set that helps you dominate this course, but I'm going to go with bom- uh, Bombers. Zach, what are the golfers facing this weekend? Oh, baby. Olympia Fields, Illinois, as you stated, we're playing on the north course. Is it private course? A par 70, playing about 7,300 yards. So we don't have a lot of history going back a couple of years, but you know the course difficulty was ranked the sixth hardest course, but a 49th ranked course is back in 2003. So despite the claim of ease, it may not be as easy as it could possibly seem. So we're looking at a total of four par threes, 12 par fours, and two par fives, one being over 620 yards. Fairways are bent grass, greens are blue grass, so enjoy that for your putting surface. So, looking back at 2003, I know it, it was the U.S. Open, so they made it a little bit harder, but the fairways were hard to hit. They were below 50%. The GIRs gained was below 58%, and the scrambling was below 48%. Well, I took a look at the accumulated stats of all the times I've played here. Driving accuracy is only 53%, when on tour average, is 62%. GIRs gained 58.7%, when the tour average is 65%, and scrambling... 48% when the tour average is 57. So, despite the US Open being extremely harder, on average, this course plays much harder than a, than a PGA event across the board from driving accuracy, GIRs gain, and scrambling. It also has a 0.78 th- average three putts per round when the average tour event is only 0.55. So, this may be a little bit harder than we anticipate. I know it'll probably be toned down a little bit so we can have some scoring, but you know, I'm looking at preparing for the worst, and if I get guys that are already good at those conditions, then they're just going to play that much better. So, moving on. What about the weather? So, it's been dry, um, and it's going to stay dry pretty much all the rest of the week. We're looking at, you know, winds not really a big deal all day Thursday, 6 to 10 miles an hour, maybe gusting up to 13, no real advantage. Um, Friday, we've got a little bit more gusty winds in the morning, then taper down in the afternoon, no real advantage yet. What we are looking at is a significant amount of rain throughout the day Friday into Saturday, uh, which could change the course dynamics, but by then it won't matter because you know there's no cut uh, and you're looking at Saturday, Sunday, so you don't know what you're gonna get and what tee times you're gonna draw. So really there's no real true weather advantage that I can see coming up this week. And then Sunday is supposed to be beautiful, um, six to seven mile an hour winds, sunny, mid mid 70s, it's gonna be perfect. So I think we'll see some great weather. So I don't think that's an issue. So overall for me, I'm going to look at the key stats that really popped out in 2003 and then that you really take advantage of. And that's good drives, JR's gain, fairways gain, three-putt avoid, scrambling, and then I'm also going to throw on there strokes gain, tee to green, because I want guys that have just got the all-around game figured out. Uh, and 
really, it's the best of the best. There's no cut. You want guys that have their game pretty much locked in. So that's what I'm looking at this week. Uh, I'm not going to make it crazy. I'm not going to make it hard. There's no cut. Uh, I just want guys that are in good position and that can score. That's all I got. I'm going to be looking at ball striking, approach, driving distance, birdie or better gained, DraftKings scoring, and opportunities gained. I most definitely want all the scoring I can get this weekend. In addition to that, ooh, that was clever, scoring this weekend. Ha-ha. Nice. Um, ah. So uh, also going to look at bombers. I think bombers such a leverage play here, especially with uh, four days of playing. You could look at like historical play here in terms of guys who've recently played like with the with the amateur tournaments and everything like that and i know we're going to look at like guys like morikawa and dechambeau and johnny rom for for that kind of information but um this course is not going to set up like it did at the at the, at the u.s open and during that time golf was just a different game it really was so True. I don't. I, I just don't think the golfers are going to have any issues with this course. It's pretty straightforward. The challenges are going to come on the greens and around the green. Um, and I'm excited. I'm actually excited to watch it. Like it's probably the one tournament, the BMW Championship, that I just really enjoy because it's always here, right in Chicagoland area for the most part. Um, if yeah. it's not in the Chicagoland area, it's in the Midwest and it's in Indianapolis or something like that. So it's a great tournament. And the uh, only thing that sucks is there's there's no cut. That does suck. All right, so let's break it down. Let's break it down. He's two putts from victory. Only needs one. Ooh, got a member's bounce there, boys. That's birdie all day long. So this takes us to our birdie or better segment where Zach and I will break down each tier of golfer starting with that 11 and 10k range all the way down to the 7k range. We're going to tell you the plays that we like and the plays that we intend to fade. And we're going to kick it off right here in this 11 to 10k range in my time, Manafort. Who are you taking up here? I'm only going with John Rahm. That's, that's it. I, I'm going to keep it simple this week. I'm not having a big pool. Uh, he grades out number two overall for me, and he's the only guy in the 10Ks that, that grades that high. Uh, and that's because he really just looks good all around on the stats I'm looking at. Ninth in good drive, sixth in JR's gain, second in three-putt avoid, eighth in scrambling, seventh in strokes gain, tee to green, and 16th in fairways gain, and that's the last 50 rounds. So I like that a lot. I liked his sixth at the Northern Trust last week. His only thing that he was really didn't have dialed in was his approach game, but I'm not that worried about it this week. I, I think he bounces back. Uh, he's been pretty much consistent all since we've returned from the break, really, only missing the cut at the Schwab when we kicked the season back off. And ever since then, he, I mean, he's been making cuts. He won the Memorial, and he came in sixth last week. So I think he's, he's got his shit together. And I think he's ready for a good, a good showing here. So I'm going to go with Rom. I don't like the 6Ks, just to put it out there. So I'm looking to building a, a balanced lineup. So I don't have a lot of these guys up top. I can't argue really against a lot of them, but I had to pick one. I'm going with John Rom. I can't argue against John Rom. Looks good. I finished in sixth place. Didn't score 30 under, but scored plenty. Helped plenty of DK lineups. I, I agree with you up in this upper 10K range. There are just so many options. But right now, JT is going to be chalk, right? I think so. I, I, well, it's, it's, it's no doubt. I know that um, Rick came in on, uh, on Rick Run Good he is touting this like crazy and how like 
JT lost four strokes putting, and every time he's lost four or more strokes putting, he's come back to finish top five basically in the next tournament. And I know a lot of people listen to his show. I'm sure Mayo's going to talk about it as well. So he's just going to be chalk somewhere in that 20% range. Um, I think if you really want to get unique up here, you go straight to Bryson and you go straight to Rory. I, I the, That makes the most sense, and that's where I'm going to go just to get different. You're probably going to get like 10% of single-digit ownership on those guys, especially with Bryson missing the cut last week. Um, Rory, who's just been abysmal since we've gotten back and still never. Mm-hmm. like it, This smells like that opportunity where Rory is 10-3, and it's not like when Rom was like 9K at the at 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 Muirfield, but still like that's cheap for Rory McIlroy and you're gonna get four rounds of it I, I'm gonna take a risk on it and go with Rory McIlroy 10-3 the nice thing about McIlroy that I'm gonna say is that the irons did come alive last weekend they did true yep um so the only thing that sucks right now is his putter, and we all know that can change. And last weekend he struggled off the tee, and we know how often that rarely occurs. In fact, other than the St. Jude and Northern Trust, the last time he lost strokes off the tee was at the Memorial in 2019. So you got a good track record there. Things that been just really hard, uh, you know, holding his game back has been his approach game and getting 5.1 strokes gained on approach at the Northern Trust really really thinks or makes me think that Rory's back I hope so I mean he's overdue <laughs> long overdue long overdue all right so I mean anyone else like Webb Webb's a short hitter here I think those fairway bunkers come into play with him yeah I mean I, I see there's arguments made for all of them I just don't I don't have anybody else I would totally go back to DJ too because I, our people, I think people are going to buy in the narrative. Like, well, he can't win two tournaments in a row. I think he can. But it's really hard to pair him with a decent lineup. Well, I, you got the top seventy in the FedEx. Like, all these guys can top five. I, I mean, uh, I don't know about all. That. I realistically top five, no. But all these guys can <laughs> top five. Right. Yeah. Okay. Fair can. 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 Yeah. But. Um, I like depending on how ownership shakes out. If for whatever reason DJ is single digit again, I'm going straight back to him. I don't think he will be. I agree, but you, you never know how ownership will shake out. Right now, I got him at about thirteen, fourteen percent. That's about right. All right, so so let's let's go. Speaking of ownership and chalk, let's go to the nine K range, and this is where it's at, right? Yep. Um. I, I we'll just get it out of the way. Let's go with Xander. You know, I mean, he fits this course so well. All right. First of all, last 24 rounds, he's fourth in strokes gained off the tee, 11th in ball striking, 23rd in birdies are better gained, 36th in the field in opportunities gained, fifth in strokes gained tee degree, which is something that we're looking at here. Okay. When you look at Xander last tournament, he finished 25th at the Northern Trust. The only reason he didn't do better, I think, is he just he didn't put four straight solid rounds together, and he still lost like 0.3 strokes putting at the Northern Trust. Still finished uh, 25th, but you look at just like historically how he's done here, or just in general on PGA Tour: 20th at the Travelers, 14th at the Workday, 13th at the Memorial, 6th at the WG St. Jude. 
10th at the PGA and 25th at the Northern Trust. A lot of these golfers are talking about fatigue. I don't think Xander is really fatigued yet, and he's looking forward to make a push run towards Eastlake. I like X here. I think everyone loves X, and he's going to be maybe, quite possibly, the chalk donkey come the end of the week because of how many people are talking about him. I'm already betting him, so I don't know necessarily how much I'm going to get in my lineups, but viable option to win this tournament, top five this tournament. Yeah, I don't disagree. Um, I only have one guy in the 9Ks. It's not Xander, but he Xander ranks number one in my model for me. I'm just not going with it because of the ownership. But, yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. What do you like here? Uh, only guy I'm playing, I know I say ownership, and I'm sure he's going to be highly owned, is I just like Morikawa here. I, I think everyone's building up the narrative like, oh, Dustin Johnson, no one's playing better than him. He's won twice on tours to come back. Well, you know, so is Morikawa. And, and he beat out Dustin Johnson in the PGA Championship not too long ago. Um, so he's got two wins. He's got the work day and, and the PGA. He's playing lights out. Uh, I know he missed the cut last week, but he missed the cut of the Travelers and then came back the next week and won the workday. So, and that was a pretty difficult course. Uh, I think maybe even harder than this one. Um, so I, I really like Morikawa. To me, he's number five overall for me, but good drives, number one. JR's game, number two. And Stroke's game, TD Green's number four. So, I mean, he has it all. Uh, his all-around game is on fire. Uh, I think he shakes off last week. Really, his stats look almost eerily similar to kind of what he screwed up on, traveler, on the Travelers. The only thing he had going for him last week was off the tee. The same thing happened to the traveler. So I don't know what was it, what the deal was last week, but I like that it's it's a week off. He gets here, gets some practice, and he's good to go. So I'm only picking Morikawa, 9,500, and he's the only 9K guy I got. Well, my overall stat, Although, overall stat rank, Morikawa ranks number four. Yeah, we're pretty close. So he he is a phenomenal option here. He is going to be chalk. Another chalk play who's just having a phenomenal 2020 season. Ranks third in my overall model is Daniel Berger. Yeah, oh, I, I mean, third at the Northern Trust, thirteenth at PGA, second at WGC St. Jude. Missed that that cut, his only cut at the Memorial. Other than that, third place at the RBC, first at the Schwab, fourth at the Honda, fifth at the AT&T Pro Am, ninth at the Waste Management, 29th at the American Express. Guy is having a season, and. Priced up at 9700 now, obviously looking at this field. I'm thinking him or Morikawa are going to be just chalk donkeys. I mean, you, you look at JT, and then you get Morikawa and Berger in these lineups. That That's some chalk right there. No, uh, yeah. I mean, all of them are. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, this is where it comes to the pivots in this 9K range, and that's Jason Day and Scotty Scheffler. Yeah. I don't. I mean, they're both great. I don't think they're major pivots, mind you, but if you are looking to diversify your lineups, that's where you go. I like. I mean, I like them both. Scheffler looks like he actually knows how to play golf again, and I've been on the day train for a couple weeks now. I think he has the ability to show up here. He's been playing better, not so much last week, but overall. Between those two, I would go Scotty Scheffler. I I just I like his game a lot much. Just a lot better currently. Two straight fourth place finishes, so he's on the cusp of winning. Um, man, dude, he he gained almost ten strokes tee to green last weekend. Four point two strokes gained on approach. The guy's on fire, and if he's gonna be the leverage play in this nine k range, he's my core. He is in my core. Scotty Scheffler at nine k. 
He's at the bottom yeah. of this range. So I like it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. All right. I like it a lot. Eight K range, man. Your boys here. Your boys in this range. Uh, yeah. Which one? Yeah. Mr. Tony Finau. He is. All right, kick it off. Who do you like in this range? Uh, I, you know, I do like Finau, but I think a lot of people are going to bounce back to Finau. So I'm going to switch. Start off with uh, Tyrell Haddon at 8300. I just, I like, I liked him last week as a bounce back from the PGA, and he didn't disappoint with a 25th at Northern Trust. And really, everything in his game was firing. I mean, he just barely gained strokes on putting, but you know, I don't expect him to most of the time. Uh, but his around the green game approach off the tee was all great. Uh, I really like the way his game's been coming together uh, overall. And I love that he is super cheap there. 8,300, I think he's a little bit underpriced. Uh, he ranks 15th overall for me in, in the field. And he's 14th in strokes gained tee degree and 13th in JR's gained over the last 50 rounds. So I know we haven't seen him a ton uh, since 2019. But in the events that he has played, uh, we'll just bounce just to 2020 alone. It was 6th at the WGC, won the API, 3rd at the RBC Heritage, 4th at the Rocket Mortgage. 69th the WGC, okay, no cut event, whatever. Uh, missed the cut, the PGA Championship. His only missed cut so far. And then he came back with a 25th last week. So he's been playing some pretty stellar golf since the break. Um, and I like the fact that he can come in here at 8,300. And he, he has a potential of top 10 or top 5. And I'll take that all day long. I like that call. I like that call. I am going to go to right now who is projecting at the lowest ownership in this AK range. And that's Hideki Matsuyama. And we talk about all the time in this show how Hideki can't win. And it's not that I don't disagree with that sentiment. I still do. He, he doesn't win on tour. Same with the other guy I'm going to mention in ZK range. But the thing is, the guy's just been a monster lately. And at 8,500 for four rounds, I'll take chances on Matsuyama to get different. First of all, Rocket Mortgage, 21st. Workday, 22nd. Missed the cut at the Memorial, that's fine. But then 20th at the St. Jude, 22nd at the PGA Tour, and 29th at the Northern Trust. We're looking at a golfer who continuously finishes in the top 30 at cut events, and now you're looking at four days of straight continuous golf for a guy who can just score like crazy. I'll take it. Now, why is he struggling? Well, every week tells a different story. Last week, it was off the tee. At the PGA Championship, it was on approach. At the WGC St. Jude, it was the short stick. At the workday, it was the short stick. At the Rocket Mortgage, it was around the green. So, all we need is Hideki Matsuyama to put, like, two solid rounds together, hopefully on the Saturday and Sunday, and come out with a top five. And especially at 8,500, at what I think right now is projected to be single-digit ownership, I'm going to take plenty of Matsuyama. And I would argue that if ownership shakes out the way I'm looking at it right now, Scheffler and Mats are going to be in my cores for my three max. Yeah, I don't hate that at all. I mean, I think he's usually when we talk about him, he's priced way higher. I think that's a perfect play to get on him at 8,500. So the next guy I want to mention is someone who burned tons of people last weekend, and I hope that recency bias causes you to fade Tony Finau. But truth be told, what hurt Finau most last weekend was around the green game. And the short stick, the putter, it, it was almost, it was like he was like, he thought the course was playing way too hard and, and just wanted to shoot par, right? He lost almost four strokes putting, and then he lost almost two strokes around the green. But strong off the tee, strong in approach. I'm going to go back to Tony Finau. He missed the cut. That's fine. But the guy, you know, had a few extra days, fix his game. I like it. I'm going to go with Finau. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, I agree. I have him highlighted as well. I just didn't want to mention him because, you know, I figured you would. Yeah. <laughs> Aha! All right. Who else do you like in this range? Um, you know, I liked him coming into last week, uh, and I really like him this week. I, I was kind of disappointed he got second, but because uh, I wanted him to play a little bit of a sleeper this week, because I like Harris English at 8,300. Um, I was hoping he was going to finish in kind of the teens and 20s that he's been doing pretty much consistently since we've come back. Uh, but I think he's in a great spot here, and I think 80, what is 8,300 is pretty low. He's 7th overall in, in my ranking. He's 1st in scrambling. Yeah, he's 7th in 3-putt avoid, and he's 10th in good drives. Uh, and 17th strokes game TD Green. I love it. Uh, his second at the Northern Trust, pretty much his entire game minus off the tee was, was solid, but he didn't lose or gain strokes. So, I mean, breaking even is pretty good for him. Um, but he has been a rock star since he came back from the break. Uh, he showed up at the Schwab. He missed the cut. And then since then, 17th RBC, 13th Memorial, 18th at 3M, 19th at the PGA Championship, 23rd at the Wyndham. And then he came out last week and smoked it and got second at Northern Trust. And if it wasn't for DJ running away with it, he may have had a chance to actually win something. Um, I hope he comes in with confidence this week, and I really love the way he's shaping up. Maybe a little over-owned coming off a second, but I still like Harris English at 8,300. Okay, so you like both 8,300 guys. Who you taking over the other? I'm taking them both. I'm taking them both. you got to pick one. Who are you going to take? I don't. I don't. I'm asking you. Oh. Hypothetical. <sighs> You could take English, you could take Hatton, and I agree with your analysis on both those guys. I think they're phenomenal plays. But Honestly, for some, I, but, I mean, think about it. some guys building this show are going to come down to eighty three hundred. They're going to come down to Hatton. They're going to come down to Harris English. Who are you taking? I'm going to take. Uh, I'm going to take Hatton here. I think. Honestly, gut play. I'm taking Hatton. I'm going to take English. That's I think everyone will. That's why I'm taking Hatton. I think they come in like just about even in terms of ownership. I don't. I don't think you're gonna get a leverage play. I think you got to get the the guy who's gonna play better. I mean, English has the the better Vegas odds. He fits this course much better than Terrell Hatton. Yeah, I mean, I see it. I like them both. I'm gonna have them both. Okay. I like them both. That wasn't the question. I'm gonna have them both. I don't have to choose. I, it's my lineup, damn it, and I want two of them, and that's why I only have one guy at 9,500 and one guy over 10k because I want both English and Hatton. Damn it! All right, was it, who was it that said they were running on fumes? Was it Casey or Cantlay? God, I hope it wasn't Cantlay. It says he's like just every tweet is like, oh, I'm so tired, can't play, can't game, play guys. anymore. Oh my god, sorry. Not, well, really, I, 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 I don't. I'm going to look it up because I don't remember and now I don't want to play. I do not have interest, by the way, in Patrick Cantley or Paul Casey this weekend. But, but, I do. I do, I do. have interest in Matt Wolf. Oh, I don't blame you there. I like that. I like that call. I am most definitely going to go back to Matt Wolf. He finished 44th at the Northern Trust. I think he was chalk last week that like really let people down. Even though he made the cut, he didn't make anyone money. Didn't have that big old explosive round. Lost almost two strokes on approach, which is kind of concerning because usually where you know that's the strong suit of his game when he's playing well. So he does come with some risk, but let's hopefully that was just a blip in the radar and that um, four rounds easily fix fixes the Matt Wolf game. So. Um, Matt Wolf ranks number seven overall in my overall stat rank, 
and he ranks 16 in my confidence. Confidence. And of course, in the course suitability on Fanshare Sports, he ranks number three. Oh. Oh yeah. That's pretty good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hot dish. Anyone else in this AK range? I mean, there's a lot of names here that that really interest me. um, That I want to play, but I just don't know if I'm going to get to it because I'm not playing that many lineups. No, uh, you know I do. I like I like Victor Hovland a little bit and Billy Ho. Okay, that's it. But yeah, just to mention some, I don't I won't have a lot, but they made my first cut. I like Victor Hovland, and Louis always shows up when when money's on the line, and an argument could be made to play Louis, but I I don't think again I'm going to get there with with my build strategy this weekend. Yeah. All right, okay. so let's go down to the seven K range, and this has a lot of really good golfers who just are just not in really great form, consistent form. Is that a better way to put it? I'll go with that. Um, all the way from Matt Fitzpatrick down to Mackenzie Hughes. And I don't think that you need to get that cute here. Like, I'm going to go Russell Henley right away. Ah, you thief. I'm sorry. I, I'm going to do it. Like, he fits this course. On my confidence, he's ranked number 17. My aggregate ranking, he's number nine. And my overall stat ranking, he's number six. Okay. Um, it makes sense, right, to go this yep. route when he's that cheap. And we're talking about a guy, if, if, if you look at, like, the last 24 rounds, okay, he is first in opportunities gained, first in ball striking, first in strokes gained approach, and first in good drives. Okay, where he struggles is the driving distance, so those fairway bunkers will come into play, like severely come into play for Russell Henley. Like there, there's, there's going to be risk for him to, to blow up this weekend with those fairway bunkers. But the approach rank is impeccable. You know that second shot, and if this becomes a second shot course, like I'm going to have all the Russell Henley I can handle. Issue with Russell Henley because of all these stats. He's probably the chalk in this 7K range. But you're going to have to eat chalk somewhere, right? There's 70 True. golfers. I, I'm more than likely going to do it with someone like Russell Henley than I am up at the top. Yeah, no. Yeah. Nope. I have nothing bad to say about Henley. Okay. Who else? Besides the chalk. Who do you have in the 7K range? Um, I'm going to go with the guy I've been riding most of the season, this return season so far. Uh, Corey Connors at 7,200. He grades out number 10 for me overall, which I find surprising. But every time he does that, he seems to perform. Uh, he's fourth in good drives, third in GR's gain, and fourth in fairways gain, which are like the three heavily weighted things I'm looking at over his last 50 rounds. And he came coming off a 25th last week at the Northern Trust. He can't putt for shit, uh, but you don't need to be the best putter. All right, so I'm okay with that. I'm not worried about He can't miss the cut, so he can't putt himself out of the course. Uh, and at 7,200, he's got decent upside. Um, he's got a bunch of, you know, mid-20, mid-30 finishes this year. Uh, he came off, came out of the gates hot with the 19th at Charles Schwab and the 21st at RBC Heritage. But he kind of did the same thing last year uh, leading up to the BMW Championship. He got 27th at St. Jude, a 22nd at the Wyndham, a 21st at Northern Trust. And then he banged out a 7th at the BMW Championship, followed by going back to his 26th, miscut, 
Um, so I really like that. I like the fact that he plays good when it when it counts. Um, and he's only 7,200, which I think is underpriced. And he's a guy I'm going to need to have room for to make some of these uh, multiple 8K guys and 9K guys fit. So I'm going to have a decent ex- decent amount of exposure to Corey Connors this week. I like the Corey Connors call. Uh, I'm not against it. It's just that you know this range is so big that you don't necessarily have to go there. Um, 7,300, a guy who I know in this range can most definitely top for viable top five spot. Potential win is Kevin Na. Um, the thing, the risk that comes with Kevin Na, obviously, is his health. Um, but the thing I like about Nas is, like, I know they're played at different courses, but you look at the BMW Championship when he's played here, he's tied for 10th, tied for 20th, tied for 53rd, and tied for 12th. So, historically, he ranks in that top 15 of success at this tournament specifically. And, again, I don't think the courses necessarily correlate, but... It's an option. He made it through the cut at the Northern Trust. He finished 39th. Where he struggled most was with the putter, but again, he just never put a round that was solid together. And so Kevin Na is going to fit that mold for me. He's someone who can win, especially at 7,300. I don't know if I'll make him a core play. Um, There's just so much volatility that comes with Kevin Na, and you never know when that back's just going to give out for that reason. So, But at 7,300, man, I, I can't skip over that upside. Yeah, I just, me and Kevin Na just, we're kind of, he's kind of the same about as Patrick Reed, but not as bad for me. I just I never know what I'm going to get with Kevin Na, and I'm not willing to take my chances this week. All right. The next guy I want to mention is a guy who's had a lot of amateur success here, and that's uh, Neiman at 7,100. Um, thing I like him about him, ninth in driving distance, 26th in strokes gain off the tee, 4th in strokes gain approach, sixth in strokes gained ball striking eighth in opportunities gained ranks 11th overall in the last 24 rounds on my fantasy national model he's ranked fifth in the course suitability metric on fanchair sports and then overall ranks in the top 20 in my overall metric neiman at 7100 dollars has had plenty of success at this course specifically as an amateur but on top of that DraftKings scoring on in terms of like correlating courses ranks third in my projection model third in my projection model that's at 7100 that's, that's huge value i'm gonna buy 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 i'm taking it yeah i don't i don't hate that at all i, I like that i like that play i like it a lot actually i like it a lot i know you don't want to mention him so 7k go ahead uh, I don't know who you're talking about. But I'm going to mention Bubba That's Watson. That's what I'm talking about. I was like, he's going to mention uh, the lefty. Go ahead. Uh, well, I see here. I like the lefty because he plays really good. No. Anyway, um, I haven't been a fan of Bubba Watson much of the season, and he hasn't really delivered. But I like the fact that he looked kind of like the old Bubba last week at 18th. You know, his, his entire game was kind of firing. Um, and I think this is the time for him to turn it on. He doesn't have to worry about a miscut. Uh, his stats don't look the greatest, and that's because he hasn't been playing that great since we returned from the break. So you look at his like recent form, nothing jumps off the page, but, I mean, Bubba's Bubba. He can come out at any time and win this thing. Um, and I just I just think he's too cheap. I mean, the reason I'm playing him is 7,600, and I just think his scoring potential way is he's way underpriced. It's really dependent on the greens, right? They shouldn't be that bad. we got a lot of dog legs here. Yeah. No, but that should be fine. 
should be fine. I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about it. Okay. He does well. Bubba Watson, 18th at the Northern Trust. Gain strokes everywhere, 0.2 putting, 2.8 around the green. One on approach, 1.5 off the tee. Prior to that, though, is has had plenty of struggles. 71st at the PGA, lost almost lost 4.1 strokes putting. 25th at the St. Jude, big money tournament, no cut event, and you like having guys like Bubba at those events. But then you had a miscut at 3M Open, 32nd at the Memorial. Miscut, miscut, miscut at the Workday, Rocket Mortgage, and the Travelers. So you're going to get a volatile golfer, and maybe that's how you diversify this weekend and get into the money. Because everyone's getting 6-6 six six through. Where are you going to get your leverage? And, Bob, but, and Bubba Watson, I guess, is an option for that. That's a tough pill to swallow, though, when you look at some of the names around him. Like, you can go down to Coke Rack, go down to Kevin but- Nah. Go I mean, down to Neiman. I I, I mean was, I mean I would argue playing. that like your big pivot in this range, even though I'm not going to play him, is the Terminator. No 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 no. But Bubba's played in three BMW championships. Has never finished outside the top twenty. Yeah, I'm just saying. Despite whatever happens in and around the event, he shows up at the BMW. And that's kind of what I'm going for. Especially because he, he showed it that he still got it last week. I, if he if he would have bombed last week and missed the cut, I probably wouldn't have any exposure. But he's still there's still something in the tank. But does he show up because he wants to make it to Eastlake? Or does he show up just because it's the last tournament of the year? But it, this is a different situation. It is. You're right. Because we, we got next week at Eastlake, then a week off. And then we're technically starting. Yep. The Safeway. Well, no, we're going to the end of the month. We're we're waiting for that major, and we're going to see how things. Oh yeah. yeah. How things nice. shake out, like in terms of player rest and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. That's true. We'll we'll see. I don't know if I can buy Bubba, man. Seventy six hundred. It's too cheap. Cheap, cheap, as the birds would say. Ownership leverage. I'm not going to go over the stats because they're abysmal right now. Is Sung JM, um, but reason for him just says no, no, thank you. But he's your leverage play. I am going to uh, one guy. Last guy I'm going to mention is Cameron Champ. Ooh. Cameron Champ at 7,500. This guy, I never get him right. I'm going to say that. Okay, <laughs> I never get him right. And you look at his stats, he's second in driving distance in the last 24, second in off the tee, 27th in birdie or better gain. And it's that number right there that really, like, tickles my fancy. But um, missed the cut last weekend, but he did it with the putter. It wasn't like his, like, off the tee or approach game. We're talking about a 10th place at the PGA and the 25th of the St. Jude. All these guys are tired, right? And we're going to get four straight rounds. I might take a shot at Cam Champ as like a uh, filler kind of guy if I'm like doing a core cascade method. Technique. I haven't even considered Champ. That's an interesting play. I didn't even look at him. How could you not? There's only 70 players here. <laughs> I didn't. I only have 16. 16 in my in my queue. All right. Anyone else? Anyone else in this 7K range that that you're interested uh, in? That I want to talk about? No, but I'm interested in uh, Coke Rack coming off his last week. I'm interested in, uh, I don't know 
why in the world I have Brendan Todd starred, but I do. Um, so yeah, I guess I have some interest there. And I have Abraham Answer at 7,700, I think I, I like a little bit too. Coke Rack, I love. I love Coke Crack. And 11th in my overall stat model. He always shows up here. At this yeah. like at this oh, event, yeah. he always shows up. Made the East like last year, so I, yeah. I'm sure he's looking to do it for two years in a row. Love Coke Rack. Love Cokes. Cokester. Cokester. Well, you know what time it is. Oh, I know what time it is. Can't do it. No. 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 Hell no. Can't do it. So this takes us to the cut line signature segment. Can't do it. Won't do it. Where Zach and I look at golfers who are going to be double digit owned that we can not play. Can't do it. Won't do it. Zach, mm-hmm. who can't you play this weekend? I'll tell you who I can't play this weekend. The same guy I can't play last weekend is Patrick Reed. I'm not going to do it. Okay, I went over this last week. I'm trying to think it all worked up about it. He's 8,800. Everyone's going to be like, oh my god, Patrick Reed's so underpriced. No, he's not. He got 49th last week at the Northern Trust. He looked like garbage. He, he what, what did he gain? Half a stroke? Stroke gain? He looked terrible on approach. Couldn't putt. It just no, no. Stop, <laughs> stop playing Patrick Reed. He's not going to win you anything. He's going to tank your lineups. He won the WGC Mexico. Oh yay! And then that was all he did in 2020. That's it. That's it. It's all he's going to do. The rest of the season's over for him. Just, just let him fucking dink and dunk around the course and get you like 34th place and move on. I'm not playing. I'm not going to play Patrick Reed. He's going to be over 10 percent owned at 8800 when I can just play Morikawa for way more, and I don't care that he's more. I don't care that Morikawa is more. I don't care. Just play Morikawa. I'm. It's not even the same price range. I'm, d- I'm no. disagreeing with you. I'm not gonna. Go I'm ahead. not. I, I'm gonna play Patrick Reed. Don't. Everyone hates him and they don't play him, and he just wins. And did wins he win last win. week? Because we had the same conversation last week. Look, I, I, I'm. <laughs> no, I. He, he made the cut. That's all I'm gonna say. That. Yeah. Well, how much was the last? Week? He was like nine thousand, wasn't he? Was he even more absurd than he was this it week? It doesn't matter. He's oh, top yeah. top ten, top five in FedEx points. Don't tell me that the guy's not good. He's not. He won one event, and that happened to weight heavily, and it was a no cut event, and it was against a garbage probably field. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. The, the, don't play first of all, that's Reed. a weak. Can't do it. He's a, he's like a, like ten eleven percent ownership. He was fourteen last week. Whatever. All right. I'm going back. I'm gonna it's say your yet. boy. Colin Morikawa. Oh, you're crazy. I think Colin Morikawa is going to be talked up like crazy. He's going to be at like 24, 25, 26, 27%. I'm going to fade that ownership at, I mean, he's, first of all, he's too cheap. No, I would, no, 9,500. I don't mean, I don't mean like that he's too cheap for Colin Morikawa. I mean, he's too cheap that people in this 70 player field are going to go, oh, Morikawa, lock it in at 9,500. If he's going to be that high and you look at his recent form, yeah, he won a PGA two events ago. I get it. But you look at Northern Trust, he looked terrible. And we talked, right. about, dude, we talked about this at the beginning of the show. 
We talked about like, okay, if Dustin Johnson can go minus 30, how bad a form is Morikawa and Bryson in right now? They're just packing it in. They didn't care. Fine, if they don't care, then they don't care about the BMW championship. I'm not gonna they, I'm not gonna go with that much Morikawa. Can't do it, won't do it, not gonna play yeah, Kyle Morikawa. You don't you don't think that people are just gonna aren't gonna pay up what is it, two hundred dollars more for Burger when he's just like out of control? No this way. Year? Are they gonna pay he, up? The for guy Burger? is unstoppable. He won the Charles Wild third, second, third. I mean, the guy's got incredible stats. It doesn't matter. It's what have you done for me lately? And people are all he gonna rem- third. everyone's gonna remember the PGA Championship. That's what they're he gonna came remember. Third last week, dude. And second, two weeks, three weeks ago, dude. He's gonna just be talked about like crazy. Ugh. More than Daniel Berger, like that. that that's like. It's like selling a pair of Nikes. You use Michael Jordan, dude. You don't. You don't. You don't use. I don't know. <laughs> you don't. You don't. I don't know. I disagree. You don't use Steve Kerr. <laughs> you do use Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr can drain some threes, man. Dude, Morikawa is the new toy, man. No one knows who Daniel Berger is. Uh, oh God. Only guys like us know who Daniel Berger is. No one knows. It. They're like Daniel Berger. What is that? A Jimmy Buffett song? Come on, dude. Uh, I dis- I disagree, but I digress. Agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. All right. Anyone else? And I I don't really. There's not a big enough field for me to like really take a heavy stance against somebody, except Patrick Reed. Um, and Tiger's not a, not really on my radar, so I don't have to yell about him today. So no. And I'm actually not on the I hate DJ train anymore. I think maybe he actually has figured himself back out, so I can't hate on that either. So, so I got nothing. Patrick Reed's my only one that I, I can't play this week. Tiger is Tiger you? is at single digit ownership. No, no, no interest. Nope, none. Same, same, same theory as last week. Okay, okay. But he has played here before, right? He's played here multiple times. Yeah. Well, he was here. Uh... The last time it was the last, uh, yeah, yeah. He's like one of the only few people that's like played them all. Him and Jim Furyk. Yeah. Yep. So who I'm not going to play? Right. <laughs> Can't do. Can't do it. <laughs> Can't do it. <laughs> yeah, but he's like not going to be on. All right. So no. let's let's take a look. Uh, we're we're going on to the cut lines. 6K MG monsters and guarantee where Zach and I will look at. A 6K player that we believe can finish in the top 25, and that is our monster. And a 6K player that we guarantee to make the cut. The problem is that everyone makes the cut, so our picks this week are all monsters. And top 20 are better, right? Majors are top 20 are better. We're doing top 20 this week? I gotta change. I think so. We do double monsters, we gotta do top 20. Top 20 monsters, alright. Well, man, this is this is your segment. We named it after your Martin Pillar. Martin Pillar. Go ahead. Who you got? Uh, you know, I got two guys. You know, first, to caveat my, my 6K slaying ability, I don't like the 6K range at all this week, so I am trying my best to stay out of it. Uh, but being forced to pick down here, if I have to, I'm going to go Brandon Steele, 6600. He grades out 22 overall for me, which just squeaks outside of our, our monster cut for this week. But I think he has a, a pretty good chance here uh, to outperform. Uh, his last three events, he has, you know, made the cut. Uh, 44th at Northern Trust, 22nd at the PGA, 13th at Memorial. He also had a 6th at the Travelers uh, back in June. Uh, he's 
looked pretty good all around except for around the green. So I think if Alonso he can get there without coming coming up short some of his holes, might be all right. Uh, 19th in JR's game is what I'm really shooting for. Uh, I'm hoping he can get on the green and avoid the three putt and move on. I don't have a whole lot of faith in these monsters this week, so take this one with my least weighted confidence. So I'm not very confident. Uh, in these monsters, but of all the ones I want, I want Brandon Steele at 6,600. Brandon Steele, I like it. I like it. I, 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 his name came up right away for me. Um, but uh, I guess, I guess if I, since since you talked about Steele, I'm gonna go with like Kevin Streelman. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he kind of fits that same mold that you were talking about with Steele, but I think he's a better player. I, he's better off the tee, that's for certain. Like he's sixth in good drives gained. 24th in approach, 28th in ball striking, 30th in opportunities gained. So you're looking at a player who can have kind of success, and that's especially in the last 24 rounds. So we know that his game is kind of uh, trending in the right way, in the right direction. He has made the cut in his last six events, but he hasn't placed well. Like 61st at the Northern Trust, 58th at the PGA Championship, 35th at the St. Jude, but that was a no-cut event. And that 35th is kind of what gives me some hope here that maybe Stramlin could get a couple more strokes here or there and get in that top 20. Um, but we'll see, man. The, the, like like you kind of said, this 6K range sucks. Um, he doesn't. Stramlin I mean, doesn't necessarily fit this course, but I, I think he has a lot of upside. Yeah, I agree. I like that. I mean, he he they come out twenty two and twenty three overall for me, and I just didn't. I went with Steele for the better finishes recently. Honestly, that's the only difference I had in the two. Um, who else? Who's number two? Uh, my number two would be Joel Dahman. Yeah. And Joel Dahman, if you've listened to our show for quite a while, know that Joel Dahman and I have a very roller coaster volatile relationship when it comes to dfs gambling i i love joel domin though on twitter i think he's hilarious but oh, yeah. you're, you're talking about 10th at the pga 20th at st jude made the cut the memorial only go to the northern trust and just suck right lost strokes on approach lost strokes on the tee lost strokes putting just a bad two days for joel domin and here we are bmw championship but looking at the last 24 rounds, he kind of ranks in the middle of like good drives, driving distance, and everything of that nature. But one thing I like is that he's getting plenty of opportunities. He ranks top 20 in opportunities gained. Okay, On our course suitability metric on Fanshare Sports, he ranks top 20. He ranks 16th overall. In my overall model, he ranks 14th. But when you look at my confidence, top 30. All right, so you're getting a lot of like overlying metrics here that say Joel Dahman is a good play, Joel Dahman is a bad play. Um, I'll take the risk at 6,500 if I'm going to get down in this range. Joel Dahman will be one of my monsters. I don't hate that. I like it. I like Dahman. I like Dahman a lot, actually. I think that's a good call. My number two is the Gooch Man at 6,600. Uh, I'm actually a little bit more confident in Gooch's upside ability than I am in Brendan Steele's. Based, just based on his recent form. I mean, 18th last week at the Northern Trust, and he really didn't look that good, but his putter was on point. Gained six strokes on the field, um, which is great because he also ranks sixth in three-putt avoidance, so I like that a lot uh, as long as he can get on the green, which he is 27th overall in JR's gain and 30th in good drives. 
So his last 50 rounds indicate he's playing a lot better than he did last week at the Northern Trust. Uh, and that kind of showed a little bit at the Wyndham when he got 25th, where he was he gained 5.5 strokes to green. Just really struggling around the green, which he does kind of consistently, especially since the break. Uh, but I do think Gooch has some upside here uh, at 6,600, and he will be my number two for my monster. Nice. Duh. Uh, other guys I just wanted to mention, Danny Lee. I think if you need to go down here, he's a, he's a viable option. 18th last week in the Northern Trust, like his game right now. Um, he's in good form. Uh, you like Harry Higgs, 61, if you're going to go like with like superstar scrubs. 11th last weekend. Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, 11th last weekend after four straight missed cuts. Yeah, if you're going to play the... yeah. Yeah, I mean, sixty one hundred is pretty cheap. Or do you, or do you go to back to the Canadian? I mean, Nick Taylor. Yeah, I mean, uh, looking at the last fifty rounds, Nick Taylor looks better, but they both haven't been <laughs> been stunning. I don't know if I want to go down here. I don't. I don't. I, I really don't. And that's why I only had some two guys up way high because I just don't want to be down here. Oh, man, makes me uncomfortable just looking at their names. <laughs> like Maverick McNeely. Oh. Yeah, boy. Tom Hoagie. Hogue, Hogue, Hogue. The Hogue Meister. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see how lineups shake out. I, I'm going to start building, I think, tomorrow morning. And uh, most definitely have my three maxes set by the time that Wednesday's lock. So I'm, I'm not as busy Wednesday night. Truth. Oh, you men are all alike. Seven or eight quick ones, and you're off with the boys to boast and brag. You better keep your mouth shut. Oh, I think I love him. All right, so that'll do it. It's over. That'll wrap up the cut line in our analysis of the BMW Championship. Join us next week as we break down the Tour Championship at Eastlake. Money. Thanks to Fantasy National, PGA, Fanshare Sports for all their stats and analysis. Zach, thank you for your contributions to another badass, kick-ass show. Appreciate all the work you do for the cut line. Thank you, sir. You can find Zach on Twitter at EaglesFan83. I'm Michael Cavalunas. You can find me on Twitter at Lunas. L-I-U-N-A-S. Of course, you can find the cut line on Twitter at TCutline. Make sure that you pick up your new Sony Betamax. And you could possibly potentially record this weekend's PGA Tournament for future viewing endeavors. Let's go get them. Celebrate on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs>